Happy 2024, everybody. The Dagster is back with you with Barn and uh, look what the cut cat drug in. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've done it. As show. professional as always. Hello, how are we? we Guys, hello. It. We're back in 2024. <laughs> we're doing it again. Had to drag Barney off his deathbed. Had to mm. pull Ollie out of whatever shrubs he was living in at the time, but different story. <laughs> Boys, how are we? Yeah, good. As I said, had a bit of <laughs> the new year brought me some, the spicy cough, which was good. Had me pretty well stuffed for four or five days, but almost back to full health. So that's good. Good to hear that. It mm. uh, yeah, it took a while to get you back up to match fitness for us to. I guess not even close to match fitness, but that's a whole different story. That is a whole different story. <laughs> Let's start from the start. Actually, now I think of this. Remember how to podcast. Mm. Who are we? It's Footy and Frothies. Um, thanks. We're in our fifth year now, so everyone that has stuck around for that time since 2019. Uh, obviously, you know what you're in for if you've uh, listened to this. <laughs> for those listening the first time or watching on YouTube for the first time, uh, we look at rugby league. I was going to say rugby league from every angle. That's been taken. No, we can't uh, do that. We look at rugby league and talk about it lots over beers. Uh, from the Grey Gums Hotel in Western Sydney, uh, we yeah, get stuck into two shows each and every week, preview and review time. Uh, leading into this pre-season, we might as well put the itinerary out now. We're going to just, I guess, for lack of for using a racing pilot, we're going to have a barrier trial today and just touch on all the news we've missed over the last four months, uh, share a few thoughts and uh, answer a few questions from the socials. Within the next week or two, we're going to do a Supercoach speculation show with Danon, who's won the last couple, potentially GT or whoever else wants to reach out and wants to join us. More than welcome to and just touch on the early prices, any absolute early thoughts that have grabbed us in... Team Picker Land. It's very hot today. I'm just doing this show in the cold. Um, <laughs> Won't and, be long. We'll and be back then there. within the next, I guess, month will be our world famous four or five hour full on pre season preview show where we get stuck into each and every team, all the changes, and what we actually think is going to happen as we get into NRL season 2024, which kicks off. Well, the trials kick off, in fact, on the February the 15th. So. Not far away at all, with Canterbury and Melbourne kicking us off. I'll run through all of that later on. So, yeah, just to bring you up to speed, that's what's going on. We're going to touch on some news, um, talk some shit, and uh, just get our eye back in for the season. Barn, as you're saying, you've just come off your deathbed, but uh, how do you get through Christmas? What's going on? That's oh, fantastic, mate. It's, it's the best, one of the best times of the year, isn't it? You get around with all your friends and, uh, and the relatives and... You know, some people like their relatives more than others, but uh, no, I had a fantastic time during the Christmas uh, period. I don't get a lot of time off work during these during this time, just for the the work that I do. But um, yeah, the time that we did have with family and friends was brilliant. How about yourself, mate? Very good. Yeah, spent a lot of time with the kids. Uh, Miss Lara is on a cruise. Haven't seen her for a couple of weeks. Mate. Oh, what nice. Is? You'd love that. She's on a cruise with a friend, but yeah, it's been good. Lots of lots of kids' time. Lots of slothing. Lots of cricket. Um, we might beverages. Quickly, <laughs> yeah, too many beverages, but nothing out of the unusual for me. So let's see what, what we can scrape up for a New Year's revolution in terms of that. Oliver, <laughs> you've been sitting in stunned silence this whole time. <laughs> Speak to your adoring fans of rugby league, in my opinion. Evan Parsons, if you're listening <laughs> to this, comment Bananarama on the next Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know there's a period where uh, we're convinced you were Evan Parsons? 
Yes, there was. And then maybe I'll comment Banana Rama <laughs> on the next Facebook <laughs> page. You'll never know. You've certainly checkmated us, haven't you? Just make sure you log out before you log back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add? How was your Christmas, mate? Uh, it was good. I spent it in St. Vincent and the Grenadines growing the great game of rugby league. It went really well as well. We had two <laughs> teams, but then the tribalism between St. Vincent and St. Grenadines got a little bit uh, a little bit heated. Might have caused a civil war and a and a coup. So uh, I've come back home. Just Is gravy still over there? Who who's still over there? Gravy. Gravy. Yeah. What you mean the big West Indian cricket fan? Gravy. I'm, anyway, moving I'm, on. I'm Don't not, worry about it. <laughs> so you just went and started a civil war could? and Well, and left. I, I didn't mean to start a civil war. I meant to grow the amazing game of rugby league yeah, yeah, over yeah. to Spread the, the gospel. St. Vincent yeah. and the Grenadines. And, um, uh, yeah, they both really got into it, let's say that. And, uh, yeah, kind of had to wipe my hands of that one and just step away for a minute. It's glad glad to see you haven't lost your knack for talking absolute garbage. I'm also <laughs> glad you mentioned that and not like Gaza or something. But we'll all move on from all of that. And well, you did. <laughs> what? Just then. Okay. Mm. Anyway, you're right. Family good? Paddy good? Ready for footy? I don't know. I've been Have you got the itch yet for rugby league? The itch for rugby opinion. league? Hey, yeah. hey boys. Oh. Never leaves, does it? Well, it's in your it, blood, it, surely. It hasn't, it hasn't come back for about 10 years, but anyway. Oh, right. since, since, since the Titans lost that prelim final to the Roosters in 2010. God damn it, Barney, <laughs> why'd you have to remind me? <sighs> I might go back. Civil War's better than this. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, sorry. I will say, um, during the, <laughs> the last test, that. during the last test, they did play a rugby league in LA promo and... I may have had a few beers, but... Got a little stirred I, up, uh, didn't we? I, I, actually, I cried actual tears of happiness. <laughs> but, and you can ask my missus that, so... It does actually look quite good, that promo that they put out. Mm, ready, I'm ready and ripping to go. So, we talked enough shit? Just about. I didn't really have a format for this, so let's... <laughs> uh, I've done some notes, obviously, because I always do. Uh, being yeah, a professional, yeah, I am just uh, touching on a few things. Anything for me, boys, before I read off my list? Anything from you? For me, any, anything you want to raise or chat oh, about? Or? I'm sure there'll be quite a few talking points in and around uh, your obsession in life <laughs> when we get to those. Which one's that? The NRL. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's. Uh, I don't want to drag Jesus. the mood down, but I just want to just quickly pass some condolences to friends, family of Carl Webb. Of course. Who lost his fight with motor neuron disease. Uh, very, very sad. It's a fucker of a, of a disease. And um, he was a spokesman for that, but obviously remembered for his uh, toughness on a rugby league field and mm-hmm. uh, very sad there. Uh, and also condolences to friends and family of Troy Dargan, who lost his yeah. life over Christmas. Very sad story. Just uh, sign of the Raiders, I believe. Yeah. So that sucks. Really sucks. Um mm. So get that out of the way uh, before we get into any uh, ad. No, not really. Yeah. We'll get straight into the biggest controversy of the Christmas New Year period. And can you believe that Brian Tuo wore a fucking bulldog jersey yes. on New Year's Eve? Can you believe that? Un- like, just what a. I saw a heap of people saying it was a Samoan jersey, but the angle made it look like a dog's jersey. No, but it objectively was, it was a bulldog jersey. It was definitely a dog's jersey. Like, <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> I didn't pay too much attention to it, to be honest. But, yeah, oh, what do you say? He's, <laughs> he'd be probably um, playing games with his good mate, Stephen Crichton, and <laughs> it would have all been a bit of a laugh, I would imagine. Who knows? He might end up there down in the future. They don't mind poaching a panther or two. But He should have done something <laughs> weird. Like He should have just wore, should have just worn like a manly jersey or something. Yeah, right. Like, he's never going to go to fucking Manly. Tigers like, jersey. you never, like, just wear, mm. yeah, just wear a Manly jersey or a team that never gets linked to a Penrith player at all. No, what it was was absolute, complete fucking beat up from News Limited, and what a fucking wank that was. And uh, we all move on from social media and outrage because who cares? But I guess it's a world we live in. Uh, golden Boot was awarded to James Fisher Harris, first mm. forward since Andrew Farrell in 2004. I think the th- only the third forward of all time. So, congratulations to him. Cool. I mean, you look back on, like, at least his accolades during the past year. He's won his third premiership in a row, captain New Zealand, captain New Zealand to their biggest ever win over Australia, captain New Zealand to the Pacific Championship, got the golden boot. I think he was one of the props of the year as well, maybe, in the he NRL. He generally is. Like, he, yeah, it's, in terms of, like, statistical accolades, like, you'd be hard-pressed to find a player in the past few years or so that's done as much in the past few years or so. Yeah, few years You know, so. I think he was probably a better player 12 ago? months ago yeah, than what he was in this mm. previous last 12 months. Not to take anything away from him. He was what, well, a lot of those are team, top, team accolades. Easily like, top th- two, three um, forwards in the game. But I think probably this time, 12 to 18 months ago, he was the number one. Yes. I, I don't. I don't particularly think he's the number one anymore. But he's I'm very not, fucking close. He's very close. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell him he's not. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the, the league's scariest man. But um, absolutely richly deserved. I was. I was super happy to see him get his chocolates. We've. If you've listened to our show, you know how much we love. Oh, absolutely love and middle forwards, yeah. and uh, especially him uh, amongst the many. So kudos to him. Uh, just on that, just to get out of the way, David Middleton's rugby league annual came out this week, and his NRL team of the week. No, uh, right. of the year for 2023 yeah. was Reese Walsh, Dallin Lesniak, Herbie Farnsworth, Stephen Crichton, Izarko, Mayam, Johnson, Fish, Grant, Haas, Martin, Frizzell, Torhu. So whatever that means, comment. It's pretty close to what we come up with. It would be very, very close to um, what a majority of people would say, I would imagine. Over the, the entirety of the season, yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with most of those. Like You could probably say Cleary, at, obviously, at the end of the year was by far the best halfback running around. But if you look at it as looking at the entirety of the season, Johnson probably does pip him considering the times he was out and injured and whatever, and the rest of it. So, um, yeah, it's very hard to argue with any of those. Absolutely. Should we touch on some social stuff? We should get into some news and chew over that first. Have a crack at the socials. All right. Quickly. Uh, well, actually, because since we've um, posted... Last, since last time we spoke, we had our bowl prediction show and a few people chimed in and left some predictions on that. So I'll just read them out just for the sake of completion. Uh, what have we got here? At Speedy Bros has predicted Knights to make the top four, Dolphins and Manly top eight, replacing the Sharks and the Raiders, 3-0 Queensland, Harry Grant, Dally M, Dimitri sacked by Souths and replaced by Madge, uh, Warriors Broncos grand final with Warriors winning the comp, and Luai to join the Roosters with Kira retiring or joining the Tigers. So he's already missed that last one there. Uh, Chris Kalsebeck, who's been with us all the way through, um, found the show, did mention that uh, Tigers make the eight. Appy for Hooker of the Year, Buller for Fullback of the Year. 
Um, he's a very smart man, Chris. We That'd be amazing to see Buller go from first year to fullback of the year the year after. Yeah, definitely would. I wonder which club he'll go to halfway through the season so we can get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a fuckwit. Uh, let's, um, <laughs> I might save the other talking points. Actually, very quickly, Rugby League, my opinion, said, how far do we get in the season for Barney? Strangles Daggy because he said the show would be done by nine and the review's only done by quarter past 11. I'm going to say mm. round three. I actually had a th- thought about this earlier in the day and um, I don't think I'll actually be strangling anyone because I've learnt the older I get, the less I enjoy a punch in the face. So mm. that may result in me My getting punched in the head okay. and I, I don't think I want that. So there will more than likely be an ex- uh, expletive-laden rant and may possibly, quite possibly a... Um, Go and... Uh, a, threat, a threaten to quit, as it happens usually sometimes. <laughs> go and enjoy um, yeah. some sexual favours with yourself, and I'm, go- I'm leaving. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think I'll be strangling anyone. We are going to try and have, uh, in quick time... I think our previews should be up earlier most of this year, but that's a whole different story. Uh, look, we might... I'm going to save the other couple of questions for... As I read through YouTube as well. Um, yep. For a bit later on as we get to teams, because I've done some notes on each team, gone to each page sort of scraped out what news we've missed and, and right. over the season just for some talking points. So where they fit, I'll throw up those other few questions. Should we start with the, the big fish in the room or the elephant in the room, the tigers, or should we save that one? Get your rant out of the way now. <laughs> I didn't have a rant. I didn't, play around. I didn't plan around this week. Um, okay, the tig- we'll start with the West Tigers, off-season. Um, as predicted on the Bold Prediction Show by Wayne Oliver, which incredibly we'd written you off for winning this year, but... I suppose you're a dollar fifty now to to be in front anyway. A long way to go. Uh, they dismissed the board, including uh, Pasco and Happer Canellis. Happer, Happer Canellis. I always get that wrong. In, uh, they've installed Shane Richardson as the interim CEO. Barrow Fowler interim chairman. Uh, to, uh, just yesterday, they removed Scott Fulton from his duties. or relief Scott Fulton. So they've already cut down on some, I guess, factional bullshit within the club, which I like. Uh, in the meantime, I've signed Solomon uh, Aomalo from Super Rugby. Solomon Fatapi, who was one of the stars of Brisbane Tigers Brisbane Cup Premiership last year. Uh, Justin Ollum has agreed to see out the remainder of his three-year contract at the Tigers. I, th- I think they're basically going to transfer the contract, is my understanding. Right. Pa- passed some medical yesterday. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but I believe that's yeah, happening. Yeah, I've heard that it was happening, but I haven't... Yeah, obviously no details have come out mm. yet, but... And uh, obviously the big the big talking point is Jerome Lyas signed for a five-year deal, uh, 1.2 a year, to from Penrith, um, which is on paper, love him, I hate him, and we've fluctuated on that at times. Um, one of the biggest signings, the incumbent, I guess, New South Wales, 5-8, premiership winning 5-8, to come and play at the moment seven and be, you know, the, the backbone of the club. Oli, you're itching to talk about all of this. What, what, what are your thoughts on what's happened to the West Tigers in their recent uh, times? Well, first of all, I'll touch on the, the whole board dismissal thing. And I personally, and I've seen people as well calling for this for years. And I said, I think this is probably the, the smartest, I don't know if you want to call it, transfer decision or whatever the Tigers have made in a, in a while. Oh, since, um, they've, since they've become a, like, an entity. Yeah, yeah. this is probably... I think this is going to be the most beneficial in the long term and it's the best decision they've made in a while. I've seen people straight away jump to the gun like they'll make the eight now, they'll make top ten. I don't think so. I think yeah, people are telling... That's right. People Like, you get yeah. people telling us Bulldogs have been making the eight for the last yeah. three years. I, I think 
on on the field, not a whole lot's going to change in 2024. But I feel like off the field, it's going to be a much more positive outlook on the Tigers. I mean, the media will still say what they want to say and people will bag on the club. But I think that, honestly, it's a, a good decision and we'll start seeing those changes being made f- for 2025. Like, people have been talking about the Tigers' rebuild starting last year, the year before, whatever. This is where the the actual rebuild starts from the absolute ground up. And it's going to take time. I don't think they're going to improve that much in 2024 because of the board leaving. In fact, because they've only got a temporary board in that now, they've got to actually bring in who's going to be the proper board so they can start working through things. I think in the long term, this will be beneficial. Uh, Short term, it's just something that's necessary. Not much is going to change right now, but I think eventually it's going to be for the better. In terms of signing Jerome Luai uh, for the amount of money, now I'm someone who loves Jerome Luai because so many people hate him. Right, I'm that kind of guy. But as a club, I don't think it's necessarily Friday, the best Sunday, decision for the Tigers to be signing a five-eighth on that kind of money when they don't have a halfback. Now, yes, they're going to play him at halfback, but personally for me, I've not seen that much at all throughout Jerome Luai's playing career to suggest that he would work as a halfback. I'm just... I get they're putting a lot on him, but we've talked about the past two years, how he's not really put in consistent game-winning performances since about, what, 2021? Maybe halfway through 2022. So uh, I'm a bit iffy about that. I understand why they've done it because there's no halfbacks out there, really. So you might as well go for one of the most high-profile five-eights, but it could work. I like that Appy's there with him as well. (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't see it being a massive positive unless they get a halfback in during that five-year period. That sort of allows Luai to really feed into his running game. I can't see him turning into a halfback. But on Jerome Luai's point of view, people have been saying, oh, well, he obviously doesn't care about premierships if he signed with the Tigers. Well, he's won three of them. Like, premierships might not be his focus anymore. It might be making the most he can out of this sport, which is fair enough. And the club that's going to offer him the most is the West Tigers. So... I hope it works out for both parties, but I, I just can't see it working out to its fullest potential for Luai at the Tigers without there being a halfback there. I can't see him being the halfback. Thoughts, Bar? Uh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with the, the board decision. Um, Tigers have probably improved their roster in the last 12 months more than um, they have done for quite a long time realistically in the last decade where they've they basically have lurched from one disaster to another for for a good 10 years and um that can only help if you're giving the coach complete autonomy to move forward uh basically pick his roster and um, with all due respect to him i really like them just getting you know scott fulton we don't need the bullshit i'm backing benji He'll have who he wants, and yeah. Well, the the fact that he got completely blindsided on his uh, appointment to begin with, Correct. and then there was also uh, players trying to be signed without any knowledge of, <laughs> of coaching staff and people within yeah. the organisation. That just spells disaster, no matter what. And the flip um, side of like apparently Clemmer being shopped around with no knowledge of anyone, but yeah, essentially it being a made up story. Fulton wanting Schuster for a million dollars, and a the only person that has and all the rest of it within but, the Tigers. In the media was S four, but anyways, different story. And there was a few problems with the Fultons um, coming out of Manly over the last few years, which has caused a few problems in the, in their backroom stuff as well. So, mm. um, yeah, the the freedom that they seem to be giving Benji now, 
if they don't give him 18 months to two years to try and realise what's going on, then the, the, that's that'll be a failure. But um, he needs to be given at least half a season with Luai when he does come along. Um, Benji was always a 5'8 as well, who actually matured into seven. quite a good halfback a at, the, at the back end of his career. And I, I think that can work with Luai. The big question mark I have is his kicking game, obviously. Um, he's probably not going to be the guy to kick him around the field, but I think they can probably straighten him up enough to get, you know, his ball runners on his inside and the outside to cause enough problems to um, to move forward as long as there's, there's another, um, you know, conducive half know there that, with that, a bit of a kicking game. When but, you finish um, talking, Barn, can you? Go and grab my little blue notepad. <laughs> yeah, of course, mate. Anyway, no, no, wait, no rush. Yeah, um, and, yeah, th- everything seems to be building f- towards something in 18 months' time, but I'm not sure how far they progress in the next 12 months. The bar is set pretty low, though. Like, realistically, they only need to win five games this year to be a team that's performed better than the team that ran around last year. So... Um, I can see them getting somewhere up near the eight to ten games and, you know, being in that pack in and around that 14 to sixth where we're going to see a whole heap of teams stuck in there again, just mm. like we said last year. I can see eight or nine teams all fighting for those last couple of spots. But I like everything that's happened. As in, I don't know if you noticed this, I'm a Tigers fan. But uh, <laughs> I, I like everything that's happened. I really like uh, Shane Richardson as a... Uh, as a CEO, because he, he doesn't cop shit. He's been through it before. I liked what he, and I wish I could credit the podcast company right now, I liked what he had to say before his appointment about what the Tigers should do. They've got the the best or second best. Ner- uh, is there a little blue book in there, Barn? Yeah, somewhere in there. Anyway, uh, that, um, and a pen if you can see one. Probably in the front pocket of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just uh, removing the curtain. Removing the curtain here. Uh, I liked everything that he did, did at Souths, everything he's done at Penrith, everything he's done along the way in between. Um, he gets it, he gets rugby league, and he's already starting to just crack down on the bullshit. And it's, I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's exciting for me because I think he's the right person to do it. Um, in, when we live in a world where there's nothing but articles about how Tigers miss them or miss miss this player, that player, or the other player, um, for them to sign Luai immediately is a, is a statement to say, okay, well, we've got one now. What's next? Um, they've then gone out and chased outside backs. So we've talked on the show that they have an international forward pack. Like, they factually do. Uh, Claire Mastefano, Bateman, Pappy. All in and around that representative level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so getting them all fit, uh, getting Appy hopefully re-signed again and up and going. It's all positive. Look, do I think they're going to go and storm into the eight? No, but if they run 10th, uh, with all systems go and a bunch of youngsters, um, I'll be a happy boy coming next year because I think there's we're going to see what, what Faino's got under the bonnet. We've got Galvin coming through. Uh, going to see the best of Madam Moore and some of those juniors which have wraps for ages. Um, what they do with Pole, whether he becomes the new Spencer Lenu and plays off the bench instead of playing. I, I don't think he's a ball playing lock, but he doesn't could be seem a, to be. No, yeah. I reckon he's a better. Some of his runs are a bit of an impact. Yeah, player. I reckon he yeah. might be better playing 20 minutes and being a new Spencer. Anyway, all of that uh, is exciting. Um, Olam's one I don't think anyone really touched on. Um, No. Adds a bit of X factor. Uh, Mm. You know, can put a shot on, can just bust through the line and um, score tries out of sort of nothing with a a one-on-one up against his opposition. Uh, Whether he's afforded enough times to be able to do that is uh, interesting. The thing for mine that probably 
is a little bit of a worry is you don't see a lot of players get on the wrong side of the Melbourne system and then come out and be better once they go. So, no, that's right. Um, whether that's an attitude thing or just a... And their edge defence was particularly not great last mm. year. Apparently it was a... Um, it was a workload sort of issue from what I've heard, the right. training uh, and attitude around training. So probably doesn't bode well, but you'll see some highlights out of him in the, in the Tigers yeah. jersey. So. And they need it. At the end of the day, we're coming from Coppola and Tommy Jaleo. Yeah. So like cut, there's got to be upside there. It, it, you know, we won't spend the whole show on the Tigers and we'll get moving along. But uh, I guess the only other question that sort of came to mind in terms of looking at those signing is that the future doesn't look particularly bright for Adam Dewey. No, because definitely not. Unless he can become a centre and you have two strike centres, I don't know. Unless he's a, I don't know if he's necessarily a 14 when you've got Talon De Silva, Bud Sullivan, those sort of blokes as a 14. I don't quite know. A lot of work for him to do. Maybe he could be. Maybe him and Luai will be fantastic. Uh, I haven't even touched on Luai himself. I've obviously made lots of comparisons to him and Luke Brooks. I think <laughs> that um, I'm optimistic. I'm not going to say he's going to come in and change the world, but I think as, as pretty much everything you said, I agree with that he can be a running half. Uh, very, very good connection with outside with um, back row, yeah. which Luke Brooks never had. Mm -hmm. Didn't really... Bring, you know, you've got a, a destructive player in, in Papa'i there that never really just has to straighten up lot, that little bit. He can't he, be as sideways if he's going to be running from the middle of the field right. as a seven. Exactly. So, so, but you know, Benji's not an idiot. So, mm. in him we trust, and I think all positive. I think Appy will help him with that as well. Uh, um, jumping Absolutely. out and driving forward and making well, him sort of come it, to the ball. Luai's best. If we're probably being serious, Luai's best football as a player was with Appy. Uh, if we're saying la last year, I actually don't. Last year, between injury and everything else, um, in hindsight, I don't think I can be as critical as I have been in the past. But these twenty twenty one twenty two was was good enough. Was good. Mm. Um, we did. He always did seem to get sort of stuck on an edge a little bit at that in the Penrith system, which led to him having to sort of try and find a way in and around the defence, which led to that sort of mm. stepping from side to side and looking for players to. To play with, if he's structured more in the middle of the field, then surely you, well, well, you put the structures world, around it? him with yeah. blokes on his inside and outside. And I guess we're going to see what makes different decisions. All of those five eights bring to the table, whether it is a Galvin, whether it is a Fainu, whether it is a Dewey. We'll see. A Caesar. Dewey's an interesting one. He does. He's got a lot of skill in uh, what we've seen in the times, but. It seems more injury prone than the majority of players that you've seen recently. Well, obviously, yeah. well, it's it's proven. It actually the, is. Yeah, yeah the boat spent what three and I don't three out of the last four years he, on the sideline. He, he can't. I, he just doesn't feel like someone. He's big enough to be, and it's good enough to be. He doesn't feel like someone that can be crafted into a ball playing lock. Mm. Whereas if you really drove Jackson Hastings to do it, he'd be able to do it, or someone like that. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily feel like making forty tackle suits. Adam Dewey's no, style. Not. Probably spent enough on the Tigers. Any final thoughts? So. No. Um, yeah, a lot of positives, but um, a lot of uh, lot that needs to be played out before you can actually count them as positives. So. It's the right direction, though, which for once seems the compass be. facing yeah. the north platform is a nice seems feeling. to be getting set. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, we might we might top up because we spent half hour in the intro, mm. and then we can punch through some of these teams. Alrighty. Um, your final word on the Tigers, though, after back from. A little uh, surgeon is. I, I don't think they win the spoon, though. I will say, though, they'd have to be particularly bad to win the spoon this year. Who's worse? 
Yeah, Dragons. It's, it's going to be tough. They still got Ben Hunt for now. We got Aiden Caesar for now. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, let's get to the. I just want to pass on quick congratulations. Just saw it pop up on the socials at the bar um, to friend of the show Dan Payne, who just bought a beautiful looking house with his uh, beautiful partner. So, oh, nice. Uh, the, yeah, the rugby league uh, antique guru is um, moving up in the world. So, well done to him. Let's get to the Bulldogs, who have a particularly bad website. Uh, I discovered after perusing all the websites the other night doing this. <laughs> uh, they don't seem to like updating it, so... Yeah, right. Don't blame them. They, they do have the spoon for the worst website in the NRL. But, you know, when you got, don't have much to talk about, I suppose, what are you going to do? Uh, that said, Jason Taylor has joined their coaching staff this year. That's a good pickup. Uh, and Connor Tracy, since we last spoke, has gone there on a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get the Sharks where they received the young fella in return who will get to. Uh, they've also since signed Josh Curran, Drew Hutchinson, Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin, Pawasa Fasil-Mawali. Mitchell Woods is the one that's gone the other way. So, no, Mitchell Woods is the um, gun, the gun junior that was an AFL star as well that they've signed. I believe he's a half. Right. Um, but he's only young. You will see he's a developmental player for now. We'll join the top 30 next year. What do we make of the Bulldogs in terms of early on? I know we're going to obviously go into much bigger depth about Squads in the a couple of weeks. Baffling, but, man. <laughs> um, you know, Philgo running it, and Philgo, I'm sure, go on record and say they're all footballers. Yeah, but uh-huh. they've signed six utilities. You just find a spot. Josh Curran, great signing. Don't be wrong. Mm. Uh, Luke Thompson's still there. Stephen Crichton, great signing. Yeah, great Luke. signings. But they've they've gone and picked up bits and pieces to go into a team of bits and pieces. What? They're trying to find a six and a seven, like to be honest. They're trying to invent one. They're trying to invent are, a six and seven yeah. out of those like five of those blokes that you just mentioned. Um, whether Tracy ends up playing fullback with centre wing, or they do try to shuffle him into the halves. Um, you've got Kurt Mann, who I assume will be probably playing a bit of backup nine and a bit of time in the middle. Probably fourteen to start um, the season. Yeah, and uh, a whole heap of players like that. that they're not sure whether they're going to be, a, you know, whether they're going to end up in the in the halves, whether they're going to end up as a, a bench utility. Mm. They're going to end up with the reserve bench of four utilities sitting on the bench by the looks of it. Well, this is the thing, especially a team where Hayes Perham was fine, but didn't necessarily rubber stamp himself to be a one. We don't know what Crichton, Crichton was there to be a one, essentially. But, but they got chewed up in the middle just about every week. Well, this is what I just, like, why wouldn't you be going? And I'm sure they have, they were in a market for Fennel Blake. They were in a market, I believe, for a bit for Atukamanu. Uh, they were trying a few others. But – and Josh Curran's fantastic, actually. Josh mm-hmm. Curran, good, and could probably – will probably spend a lot of time in the we'll, middle. Will definitely help. Um, um, the likes of Josh play lock and, and just be working his ass off in the middle. Mm-hmm. Might be his future. Uh, and there were some injuries along the way. But how are they going to – talking of teams running last, uh, and I'm a big fan of most of those players, how are they going to improve, Ollie? I don't think they are going to improve. It's been the same story for the past six, seven years. It's during the year for the next season, they sign a bunch of players and apparently they're going to make the eight the next year and then they finish in the bottom four. Then the next year they release half of those players so they can sign some more players to join the team the next year. Then they finish in the bottom four or they go on one of those weird miraculous runs for the last five weeks where they win every game and finish 12th. Mm. And it's just rinse and repeat. Like, honestly, Mm. I, I don't see how that team's 
going to improve. And if you actually look... You don't, you don't win those. But the thing is, even when they were running last and they had those miraculous runs, that was on the back of forward packs. You don't win. You don't have that late season yeah. run without a strong forward pack. It, it, it's just the thing is too, like, I, and I look at the signings that they've made each year over the past few years. And to be honest, on paper, their signings this year for next, uh, their signings for 2024 are probably the weakest in comparison to some of those signings. I mean, obviously, Stephen Crichton's your big one, your, your big signing, and I think that he, he himself will have a positive impact and probably a good season. But again, it's it's the same story with so many clubs, like. They need a halfback. Like they need, they need someone controlling. Yahoo. They need a, a controlling player in the side, and they just don't have that. Unfortunately, there's they're rarer than the Ark of the Covenant these days. Like a, a solid halfback that can steer the side around the park. So I kind of get it. But what about I don't Toby know, Sexton, who's just, a, a good solid tradesman, to use one of my phrases. Well, he's fine, but he's not. He's not that up. I, I could still see a situation where Toby Sexton's the halfback for a whole year and they still finish in the bottom four. Like, hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of want... And we're probably going to bat for him heaps because he's kicking off the back foot and doing all yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and all the issues aren't going to be his fault. But I, I kind of like, at this point, I kind of like to see a season with the Bulldogs where they go, right, we're actually going to try and build on what we have and try and have a look at what's positive in the squad and who's consistently playing well and trying to build around them, not necessarily by going out and signing other quote-unquote star players, Mm. but players who will help them play to their best and maybe just have a look at who's in their nursery because we hear about all these players. The Bulldogs are one of those clubs that supposedly have at least a solid nursery with players coming through. And and I think they won't have Oluapu for the season. I think he's having neck surgery. The rumour is they're trying to get him to medically retire or something, so... I heard I heard that a couple months back. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Um, but right. I just... And again, a couple of those blokes are popping up, like Wilsons and stuff like that for the dogs. But I feel like they just need to take at least a year where they don't go out and sign a bunch of first-grade players and make some kind of Frankenstein of a squad each year and actually try to build something and see if that works for a couple of seasons because they've not done it for so long. Barn, will this be Gus's biggest failure <laughs> if this goes alright? He'll still be there for another year, possibly two. Um, they need two big pillars in the middle. They need two forwards that are just happy to put in 40 or 50 minute stint and just rage through the middle of the field. I can see them winning two or three games off the back of their forward pack because there are the likes of um, your Currens and uh, Jack- Jackson that plays in the back row, a young fella. No, uh, no not Preston. Jackson, Preston. Preston. Um, Sam, um, Sam, Sam Woods, kind of his name now. There's another young fella that was quite good at the back end. Yes, yeah, there was. Um, um, yeah, I feel bad. And there'll be a couple of games where they, you know, they aim up and they'll they'll get them home for two or three games, and there might be again two or three games where they just get on a roll for somehow, and the back line's killing it, and you have got blokes like Crichton scoring a couple of tries, Perham chimes in, Tracy. I think we'll find a spot there somewhere, but mm-hmm. where where he ends up. Um, I I think they should be playing him at fullback or I think I think if they're going to be serious, if it's all going to go given to hell, how bits put him and pieces six, it is, but you you strap the rocket to Connor Tracy. So you're our fullback. You play direct. You saw what he did, and you say we're going to have the, the two best centers in the comp. The we're going to have Crichton, and we're going to have Burton play center. Yeah, play Drew Hutchinson at six. You got the young winger Sexton there who was se- killing at seven, it, and um, then you go from Wilson there. that came through. Great player, and Karaz. Karaz, that gives you, that yeah. gives you a star-studded, a great. Back five, 
So and if they do poke their nose out. through the middle, they can get on the outside of some teams. Pace. They've got some real good yeah. pace out there and yeah. some evasive players. But, but I, 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 I can't I, see they, them beating... I, I'm sure they'll go how many completely f- opposite. They'll probably go and start Burton and Crichton 1 and 6. And maybe they'll be fantastic. Wait, unless they're going to play Burton's touch now, footy for the entire Burton's year, I can't exposed, see them and I just, getting over the top of a lot of I would teams. be I would be saying, like, let's have a let's have the two best strike centres in the comp. If we make a break, you're not catching them. You got to get the ball to them though, and you well, got to get them get them good ball, the ball too. You can't just give them flat. And a little ball bit of that's got to go back on Reed too, actually. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to find this fella. They've got yeah, some good players Sam there that can, um, you know, can cause Sam problems. Hughes, Samuel Hughes, yeah, it's good. It's good when he came through. Uh, Max King, you know, they've got they've got the bare bones of something, but. It's almost like a strip. It feels like a strip carcass. I'm surprised they didn't go and get three forwards. I, I don't understand and let why. Corey Riddell go. <laughs> let, let, you know, not apparently he's training the house down and he's as cancer, fit as he's ever been. But um, I'm sure he is. I don't understand why they didn't go and get at least two big bodies for the middle of the field from wherever oh, they could get them and, from. And you throw Black Taff yeah. in there. Black Taff could play seven. Could play or six. Probably play one. But well, yeah. I'll, I would go. I would almost go Taff. Taff six, Tracy one. I just think as a direct, strong, tackle-busting fullback, that's where you're going to get the best kind of Tracy. It's going to be really interesting to see the style of football that they go with because, with all, as, as you said, with all the bits and pieces that they're trying to jam James in here together. And other bits and pieces. It's and going to be very interesting at the way that they attack other football teams. I, I don't think they do. I think they just get blown off. We haven't mentioned Fox, actually, but um, in terms of outside backs. I I have grave concerns. Is what we'll say. We'll say. I guess anything to add on the dogs. But Obviously, Burton should be better another year un, under his belt. But but he's now two years in to being a five eight, and he convinced he's, he's not a top. Would you call him a top five five eight? I think he'll end up being a thirteen. But I think that's the way to go. A lot of work at thirteen. Now. Same as Dewey, and I know he's faster. He's Dewey. big enough. He is big enough. But it's just a different setup. Anything else on the dogs? Uh, well, they'll at least make the grand final because of the whole making a grand final and every <laughs> against who? Some kits or what? That's, that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, completely confusing. And um, until you see them play five or six games, you, I've got no idea how they're even going to put their footy team up against the other ones that are coming at them. So I'm just trying to think. Yeah. It it has to be touch footy. They're going to play touch footy. We'll say we, we do have a, a six-hour session coming up at some point. Yeah. So we're talking more about that. Cowboys, they re-signed Tommy Didn't. Five-year deal. Very well done. Good stuff. Uh, Correct. Jordan McLean signed an extension since last we spoke. And Jimmy Maloney is the new assistant coach, I believe, the attacking coach. So, hey, cool. All good signs for the Cowboys. Do we need to talk about any of that? Not really a solid either bottom half of the eight to top half of the bottom eight team, yeah. I think. Yeah, completely confusing. I'm not worried. I'm too worried about, you know, obviously we're going to do the whole prediction, so we're not worried about results in terms of this show. It's just more impressions of what might change, yeah. They could easily, though, not do any of that and run 14th again. Yeah, I think they're around where they will be, yeah. where they were last year. Yeah. Sorry, Bunny. All mean? depends on their energy and the way that they come out. Um, the way they started last season was a big reason why they ended up where they did. Um, 
started really flat. Um, I don't know if the you know they just expected to turn up and win at the start of the year or what it was, but um, there was a lot of players that just didn't seem to be hitting anywhere near the marks that they came through with the year before. And obviously, fantastic year uh, the season before, and then. Uh, they went a long way backwards last year, so there's um, there's definitely a lot of ground that they need to make back up on they're, what they did. They're so interesting in the that season before. What happened was last year, two years ago, Todd Payton gassed them up to the gills, got them going, came out, blew everyone away for ages, gassed out at the end. Mm. Um, I used gassed twice in one paragraph there, you did. but uh, ran out of fuel in the end. They then came back this year, and Todd tried to be soft, regretted it six rounds in, said I've been too soft. So this is the big year to go, okay, Mr. Payton, what, do you act, what balance are you going to find here? The problem is you're now three years in, your halfback's nearly 40, your best forward, uh, arguably best forward's, you know, in, what, seven years into a 10-year, million-dollar-a-year yeah. deal. Your best, your, your only strike weapon's your fullback. What, oh, you got you know, that there. You got... And they missed a lot. And in fairness, the two back rowers missed a bunch of time with uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Val uh, did indeed crack out um, something over Christmas uh, or just after. But yeah, what does it all mean? I don't know. Like, it's well, another interesting one for our preview show. In 2022, they listened to their yogi coach or whatever it was enough. 2023, they didn't. Hopefully, they do in 2024. How simple is that? Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Bare bones of a very strong football team. Uh, is how they all, again get, it comes down to how they put it all together. For mine, the biggest question mark is whether they see Dean as a long-term seven, or if they're going to play him at six and go looking for another seven uh, mm. in the future. I'd probably be leaning towards him being a seven, and, and that for mine would lead to Chad Townsend probably being pushed out by the end of this this season, and then Surely. setting up for Dean going. Going forward, yeah. but um, no, no, six is easy. a six and a four. I don't want to miss flippantly, but a six and a one are easier to find, easier to find than yeah. a seven. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Dutton has the kicking game, he does have the running game, but if that has to take a back seat to some ball playing, then so be it. I, I think he's probably one of the uh players that has more uh, more of a future being a seven than a lot of blokes that you see running around in the seven at the moment. So, I'd agree with that. And um, I think that's if you're almost if you're Todd Payton, you're having that conversation with Chad now and saying, look, great you're here. You know, you got an assistant coach job with Jimmy for the next few years. Once you're done, we're transitioning this year by around 15. Tommy's in charge and then you will be where you'll you kick, you take it back to wherever it has to be. He comes in wherever yeah. he wants to be. Yeah. 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 And, um, and whether drink water becomes a six, whether he doesn't is what happens next. I think that's a natural progression and then whether Val goes back to one and they, or they find another one, but that would be the natural progression for mine for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, Deedon and Drinkwater becomes quite a good half combination, really, in a world of not many. Sharkies up next, and uh, the, the, the fantastic news, Barney got his early Christmas present with the signing of Adam Fanua Blake from 2025 mm. on a four-year deal which would just about see him out. Uh, it's exactly what they wanted, Barn. Funny it was this How year. happy were you? Well, yeah. <laughs> how happy were you? And uh, what does it mean for the Sharkies? Well, for mine, it was the way that it happened was um, made me more happy than anything else. There was no talk of it in the media. There was a little bit of a um, ruction as soon as it first came up that Fanua Blake wanted out. But it all went quiet. There was no talks of 
him ever going to the Sharks at all. They kept it all in-house. The, obviously, the deals were done in the back rooms and there was no leaks coming out of the club. So, Isn't to it me, incredible that, what happens when uh, there's no leaks around? Yeah, well, <laughs> to me, no. that just mm. seems that mm. there's a very settled structure within the Sharks and they've got a definite plan on where they're going. You've seen with their recruitment in the last two years, they don't just go out and buy seven utilities. They go and try to find a piece that they need and that that's all they bring in. They brought in one, one bloke last year who didn't probably go as good as we thought he might but he's still there and that's another forward in the in that system that they need and uh for Noah Blake in uh the following season as long as he's still staying fit and playing somewhere near what we've seen out of him in the last two years could push the Sharks into a position of being a dominant team that can get on the front foot through the middle which is was been probably their biggest issue in games that they've lost in the last two years so all the all the all the talk was of him going to the quote the unquote li- the yeah. little brother of the sharks. It's one of those things where it's like the little brother you've already pushed him down once. He's slowly trying to get back up the pork and you just get your foot and you kick him in the ass. That's <laughs> well, and the other was. one was that um, there was a, ta- a deal on the on the table from the Tigers, and Richardson came in and said, "No, taking yeah. it off. Don't worry yeah. about that. Give it to Lawai." Apparently, which was, was which was yeah. the Fulton related. You know, manager, da 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 da. There was a, a dog's deal apparently tabled, same with the the Dragons, and um, I think there was also another team that had. There was another mystery team. There was, was another declared, team that the, was, yeah, had a contract on the table. But, yeah, town. as I said, the way that it was done uh, for mine just speaks volumes about the way the club's been run at the moment. Um, for a change from what it's mm. been for a long time. Well, you very. How often do you hear a signing come through that? hasn't been speculated and been spoken about for weeks and weeks in the media and mm. it, just, it just doesn't happen. Well, so. it, it seems like the the way it was kind of built was that all these other teams were going in for him and sort of last minute Cronulla went, oh, yeah, well, oh, shit, he's accepted. Cool. That, that, <laughs> like, like if, you basic, if you literally go off the Look media, all these the clubs were rumoured yeah. and it just seems like Cronulla came in last minute like, yeah, we'll have a crack. Oh, we got him. But um, it's something I've said for the last two years that they absolutely need a dominant uh, a dominant prop in in the middle of that pack someone that especially can, one that can get them on the front well. foot constantly uh, is a running threat does have a, an offload um, yeah it, it can't be a bad thing uh, the, there's a couple of blokes in that four pack that need to be a bit more consistent in their efforts in the likes of Ueli and Rudolph um, but on their day they're as good as some of the as the majority of the props running around so the yeah, for well, mine, suddenly it's this a fantastic year they're now playing for a job. So, yeah. so you'll see you'll see something out of them this year, surely. You would think so. Plus Hazelton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also picked up Michael Gabriel from the Bulldogs, who I guess is a Spruik Junior, but we don't know what we're going to say. Don't know a lot about him. Apparently, very quick. Um, uh, yeah, this is one highlight of him scoring a try in a trial match or something yeah, against Parramatta. But um, I think he's a Wenty <laughs> Ju- Wenty Junior. Yeah. Something anyway. I think Parramatta. Come Bulldogs, come come Sharks. Uh, Seems to have the physical attributes to be a, a decent centre. Mm. Um, probably doesn't get a start in the next 12 to 18 months, depending on what's happening there. But um, you've, got the, you've got the likes of... Um, the well, speculation, I know. We've suddenly got... We're suddenly in a world where, I guess, Dykes is back. Yes. Iroh uh, and your yeah, other centre. 
uh, Ramian all of a sudden, well, mm-hmm. Ramian's going to be there. Ramian also, you've got two blokes putting pressure on Talakai, and I guess yes. they've got to make that call where he becomes the other middle forward. I just don't know how it hasn't happened yet. Like, I, I think, I think <laughs> it feels like the drums is, the jungle said, drums like, have You were said about the Tigers. Like, to me, he just seems like the perfect 20, 30-minute bloke to come off the bench and just run as hard as he can through the middle of the field. Yeah. Put another centre in there with a bit of footwork speed, um, you know, just adds a little bit more uh, to, to the attack when the ball does get wide. And Talakai goes back into the middle, which is we, what we what the Sharks absolutely need. They need someone who just gets on the front foot and barges through the middle of the field, which is basically all he does as a centre anyway, except for occasionally drag ragdoll on the, his opposition centre and running over top and scoring a try. Exactly. But you can get a young kid to do the exact same thing or beat someone with footwork and speed. If, if not more so, exactly. Joey Alchin, uh, who's been on the show, uh, host of the Tripod, was it? The Ruck Infringement Podcast. <laughs> the no, Ruck Inf- T- and T- I see R- this bloke I- way too often for him to be asking these type of questions. <laughs> um, how can the Sharks turn around their tag of being flat-track bullies, Oliver? How? Hmm. I think that's why betting top four teams would be the way to well, do it. Well, that's the way to do it. Finals but I also chokers, think is the, I think, was he said, wasn't it? The uh, flat track bullies. I thought he said final chokers. Flat Mate, that's your head, so, bro, yeah. not me. <laughs> but um, honestly, it's off the back of what Barney said. The only thing that the Sharks really need is sort of a, a bigger, more powerful forward pack. And again, they've they've in the past couple of years they've been one of, if not the best defensive team in the comp. They've had an exhilarating back five that can score they've points. got the yeah. can score points. They've got the X factor. Their halfback has been the best player in the comp for a season before. They've got all the tools, as they say, probably apart from that sort of big imposing four pack. I, I think that's about it. And again, it comes with time beating those sort of better teams. Like usually, when a, a team sort of first comes into being a, a top eight team, it, it takes a little bit of time to start beating those experienced teams but they're just about there now they got back into the finals in 2022 after that year out in 2021 and they've sort of rebuilt the side a bit I think we're getting closer to that but they just do need that four pack and then I think they can compete with the best teams in the competition for mine they need another option in the halves you've seen well, what Nico's they, they done in the, the two call. years that he's they've come. made the call on Moylan now so they're, yeah. lo- they're yeah. looking and Fitzgibbs is an idiot um, they've, found, they've found a pillar for 2025 now this will be, I'm sure this will be the next and Trindle, next you know, as as bits and pieces he's been he has very, very good games uh, that he plays. But there's also three out of those five games where he's muck average and is missing tackles and making making errors. So um like it, Nico Hines has been brilliant in the two years that he's been there, gone from fullback to halfback and been close to one you know, the been up in the conversation of the top couple of halfbacks running around on the field. Um, but he doesn't have a foil, and you saw that at the end, at, um, halfway through last year when Moylan was on the outer and Trindle sort of didn't find his feet when he first came in. They just, it's easy. You just shoot up on Nico, take as much time out of his hands as possible, and then the options are very limited once it, it's either a, a kick for a corner or try a quick spread to try and get to the outside edges. There's no other option, no other playmaking option on his on his inside. So, does for mine, they need to Nicole find six. another ball player. I think it does, but yeah. I think Trindle at sevens. I've always more thought Trindle was a better seven and than then a Nico six. First receiver opens up that running game, gives him a bit more space. He gets mm. the ball that little bit deeper, a little bit more time, and you know options to get 
on the outside of players. Um, and he can come in to the seven and take it when he wants to, but I think he just likes his hands on the ball too much, to be yeah. honest. And, and two years in when you've, you know, you're the man, it's hard to then not be the man, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, you've covered it really. I think they're the two things. Yeah, a key, another key half. I think they're on the right. If they move Talakai to the middle, and and that that pillar which they've got now in twenty twenty five. But Trindle has a nice sh- uh, short kicking game, uh, and his his uh, cutout pass is quite good. But he just doesn't seem to have the touch on the, those deft inside balls and yeah. short passes to put guys through holes that when he's close to the line. Yeah, which is something that I think well, he almost they're, relies they're on the kicking for. game more than so, the short pass. But yeah. Where these productive, what's around him? And I think if they could find someone that just could unlock an edge a little bit more, that yeah, it'd make a bigger difference. So. You're thirsty, and you keep going. Yeah, I might grab one. We got the dragons up next, which uh, certainly some things going on here. They've uh, re-signed Moses Suli for three years. They've added Ronald Volkman to their squad for next year. They're released by the Warriors. They've signed Corey Allen for a year from the Chooks. They lost, obviously, Talatai Amona, who uh, was his contract was deregistered. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth from the Storm coming for a year. Uh, the, the prolification of so many one-year contracts, when I was looking through what they've done this year, suggests uh, Flanagan sort of going to take a year, get his feet under the table, and next year they're going to really have Start a, a crack at yeah. trying to f- land some players, trying to land some big fish. Uh, and it's interesting year, and you know, suggested they'd probably run last. I, they've got the same concerns they've always had. They Flanagan don't have a great end up there as well. Yes, Cole was there, but that, I think that was before the fact. So yeah, obviously, Cole. I'll when we do the full preview, I'll read all the ins and outs. Mm. But um, this is what's happened since the last time we did a show. Uh, Cole's there. So you're looking at, I guess, Kyle Ben Hunt combination or Kyle Volkman combination or. It'd be uh, Ben Hunt and one of the other two. I Cole would might play hooker. Um, a lot of talk of that, yeah. And Volkman was good. Six. And Volkman to six, and then you find either, um, either, hopefully Cody Ramsey's back for his own health and everything else. But you, then you, you worry about who you fall back. You got Sloan there. Da da da. I, I think this is deft. This is for them. They're just putting up the scaffolding and trying to hold on for a year and seeing what comes because you know they don't have a massive forward pack. They've got talent. Um, a lot of the young blokes that. Finally got a game after Flanagan asked him to. We're quite good. So mm-hmm. we'll learn a lot. What are we going to say about these Dragons? Uh, they should let Ben Hunt go to the <laughs> Titans immediately um, and focus on the next generation combination of Ronald Volkman and Kyle Flanagan. Barney? Um, I'm but glad we got you back, Ollie, because so far you've added... <laughs> both of those Tell options in the halves... Volkman and Flanagan both offer a little bit more structure, especially around a kicking game, whereas the Hunt's not now the only real option that they have with with a kicking game. So they can find someone else to, you know, take a bit of pressure off him there, uh, whether that opens up a bit more of his uh, being able to structure the, the ball playing in and around that. They've got, they're another team that just needs to find someone to get them on the front foot. Like, un- <laughs> they had, um, I think he ended up their captain there at the back end of last year, the Larry. front rower, Blake Laurie, who's an absolute workhorse and busts his ass week in, week out. Jack DeBellin did quite a good job there last year. Well, and essentially ended up being but, the other pillar, ended up being the other yeah. pillar. Yeah, and, you know, there was a couple of young fellas that sort of stamped themselves as prospects coming into this year, but 
I don't know how far they can build from where they were last year. I, I think they probably even go backwards, to be honest. They'd have to unearth some, some genuine talent to be any different. Yeah. Um, they compete, though. They did compete last year. They did for and a they lot will, of I'm games. I'm sure. And yeah. Flanagan will have them competing this year. And He'll probably get they'll, them they'll fitter than they've been for a be long the, time. They'll be the ones that lose a lot of games by six or eight points. And go, oh, if they just had a bit of luck or this, that, and the other. But we know the bottom eight teams don't get much luck. They um, really need a hooker. Mm. For, for mine. Um, That's where Flanagan's going, I'd say. I think for that reason. They need, yeah, they really need to find someone that can help them get on, get on the front foot and um, provide a bit, a bit better uh, ball to their halves. Because there was times there where the Hunt would get the ball and get absolutely belted off yeah. a, a loopy shit pass from, <laughs> from dummy half. And you know. <laughs> please forgive me. Who was the hooker last year? I can't. I can't. Wasn't it Jacob Little? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and still is. Good running hooker. Yeah. And, but, but that's <laughs> he, also was injured for, he was injured for April. Um, Bud Sullivan played a bit. And, but that also you know. relies on... A good running hooker relies on your front rowers getting on the front foot and opening up holes and opportunities in, in and behind the ruck. Yeah. And if it's not happening, then there's no way that a running hooker is going to be any help. You need someone who's going to be able to turn a game with a 40-20 and a kick from dummy half or, you know, provide that brilliant cutout ball to Hunt, which is – and then he's got his outside backs in space. He's him two on one somewhere, yeah. Which I'm not sure they've got in that position, so. Nothing else on that? Oh, well, I know Barney mentioned him, but honestly, Blake Laurie, right? Uh, you can talk about Ben Hunt as much as you want, letting him go and – off to better things. Everyone already knows how good Ben Hunt was. If Blake Laurie was at 15, 16 other clubs, people would be talking about him in a much different light. Like, he'd have a lot more positive attention on him than he does at the Dragons because just no one yeah, really cares enough to... But Would he? Yes, he would, in a better team. Well, so what's he going to do at Penrith? Play 25? Well, okay, not Penrith, but <laughs> like, the Titans. To say, he tries his but, ass no, off. No, but like, but he's not. He's not going to make. Okay, the okay I, I, I would. Yeah, say, I would the, say this: yeah. if you, and again, this is hypothetical. If you took him, it, the role he plays right now for the Dragons, yeah. and put him in the exact role he plays for the Dragons in a better team, his contributions would be much more appreciated. Alex Files a better player. There you go. There's I'm no not saying he's not. But no, I know, but it's like. What's it all mean? No, I just think good on Blake Laurie. He deserves better. Tries his ass off. <laughs> yeah. And when he retires, he can be one of our co-hosts because I think he's awesome. But I reckon say he looks he'll, like he'll Kevin Owens. And, by the looks of it, he'll um, probably get a gig on the Matty John show, you'd reckon. I think he will. Yeah. More and more power yeah, to yeah, him. Absolutely funny. he will. Yeah. Very funny fella. Absolutely. <laughs> well, then it, does Lomax end up at one? Yeah, I guess he's got to play he one. He has to play one. Well, now you mentioned them, but Lomax has to play one or six. If they're going to have anything this year. Uh, he, well, not only just for I'd the Dragons, I'd be very surprised but if Flanagan doesn't have him at one. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's on record as saying as much. I, I think it's at the point now as well for Lomax where he's had all this hype and stuff. So, like, you kind of can't keep him in this. You've got to see if he can actually sink or swim. In I a think so. Quote unquote at least try, position. try And then they get rid of that stupid flick yeah. pass as well. Yeah. <laughs> if he's playing fullback, you can't but be he has to, that Then he pass. has to work his ass off. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But to your point, would Blake Laurie be fantastic at Melbourne? Yes, he would. Melbourne would probably would be. Would he be fantastic uh, in a few other clubs? I, I don't think he'd make the team. To be and I think Sloan would probably be a better fit in in the centres, to be honest. And have Lomax at fullback. Interesting year for Sloan. Interesting year for Sloan because well, it's a... Yeah. 
Also, for you'd have to do some more work in defence, which would be the big problem. But I feel like Super League's calling. <laughs> yeah, quite if, possibly. If they do play Lomax at fullback, though, and like give him a year, it's kind of sink or swim at this point, isn't it? For Lomax, for Lo- in that because it's had all the hype for years. He'll still like, get a job act, somewhere as a center. Act, he, he he will, but I mean, single well at the Dragons, like yeah, yeah, sink, yeah, yeah. sink or swim. It's, yeah. like, uh, it's such a weird way. I don't, I, obviously, we're not privy to the inner workings, but it's almost like if he wanted to, he would already be doing it. That's a, I, I don't know. But but Flanagan does love. Need someone to come in and. Flanagan does love that high pressure. Yeah. yeah, he just throws pressure at players, and they, 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 you come or you don't. and plays plays bloom under it. So mm-hmm. they might also have been paying him enough because I take it he, he's on a fair bit at the Dragons. He might not care where they play him. Like he's that's right. He, so he's making his money, so he needs some someone to be like, all right, we're, we're yeah. playing you here, like. Mm. They run last. Uh, Penrith. 16th. Well, Panthers next. I had nothing for them. <laughs> everything seems to be floating along swimmingly, except they released Zach Hostings today to Canberra. So we may as well go straight to Canberra. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, or apart from, obviously, the Luai stuff, but um, he'll still be there next year. Are you right, Byron? Can you hear me? All good. So let's find the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Zach Hostings, expect, effective immediately to the Raiders. Uh, Fogarty signed an extension through 2026. Uh, Mariota and Michael Asumia have both done the same, and uh, Huepa Puru also extended for a couple of years. Closing up shop, doing well. You know they've um, they've let Harley Smith Shields yeah. go to Titans, Titans. But apart from that, um, Hosting's a fantastic signing, and mm-hmm. in a, in, a, in a weird ass year when we do our Supercoach show, suddenly he becomes a very interesting Supercoach option. I don't know what he's worth. I'd have to go look, but he's someone that. Scores very well and may have dropped off of a few bench games at the back end of last year. Does a lot of work and now opens up the the right-hand edge of the Raiders where they were very flat last year. Um, Apart from... Tomoko was on the left, wasn't he? So Mm -hmm. there there was very little coming out of their right-hand side um, for the Raiders. It was all based uh, through... uh, The other back rower there, who absolutely killed it. In the last two years. Hudson. Hudson Young yeah. and um, Tomoko down that left-hand side. And now you've got an like, absolute workhorse. He's, he's actually got a pretty decent um, offload and a bit of ball-playing skills as well. So that really does open up a channel there now for the Raiders that uh, was part of the part wow. of my thinking that was going to be their biggest problem was their attack Five, down, uh, down an edge. $511 in Supercoach. I think that's... And they'll, they'll go looking for him. He, he, and they'll start him. He'll start on that right edge. Yep. Um, and it, it adds another uh, addition to their attack. The halves are, halves are the big worry for mine and the dummy half. Um, Fogarty does a job and he's been re-signed and had to be because they're really relying on him at the moment to basically be the guy that um, is their ball player. But... For mine, there's not a lot of other ball playing going on there. You've got an offload. Surely they run you now with, have an offload on both edges, but there's... Surely they start running with Chris Sanders. Still the, a lot of issues in, the, in and around the halves. Gun. They've signed to play centres, but they don't have a six. It was White in the first place. Mm-hmm. They might need to start running with Chris Sandow pretty mm-hmm. soon. They went with um, old mate Schneider and he back, ended up... <laughs> he's now at Penrith and I, I, <laughs> I thought he was the natural fit for mine, but... He's now going to be back up at Penrith. Mm. So. Mm. 
Very interesting. Um, once we start getting closer to trials, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Savage is a big question mark, whether he well, finds he'll his he'll way back, back into the side, yeah. uh, whether, you know, because it was really funny that, you know, he was injured for a long time, but then and he Seb never f- never found his way right, back right, into right. that side either. This so. is the year that we go, well, what the hell is Seb Chris? Mm. Oh, he's a centre. Savage for mine is a more natural fullback than but what Chris is. He, he, but they'll try and I reckon they'll try and manufacture him as a six. There's some issues to start there. with, yeah. and then they'll shit the bed ten rounds in. And You're interesting team Canberra this year. Eh? I'm still I'm still pretty worried for Canberra to be honest. I, I yeah, can they're going to be closer to the bottom being, four yeah. than anyone yeah. else. Well, I've seen a lot of people are tipping them for the bottom four, and I don't think they're a bottom four team, but. I feel like this year might be that year where... And you know what? If they end up finishing eighth, I wouldn't be surprised. But the, it looks like now with Canberra, it's to that point where they're going to kind of slip into the irrelevant zone of 11th to 13th, it kind of seems for me, at least for a year. Zach Hosking is a good signing, but I also think Canberra, like for the past few years, they've had, forward a, pack's solid, been okay. they've had yeah. a solid forward pack, and that's just going to add to the solid forward pack, but it's not necessarily signings where they need it. Uh, the, and, uh, there's talk KO Weeks. Sorry, KO Weeks, they reckon, might play six as well. It, well, that's the thing as well. I think there's no one who really, I think, jumps out and stands out as... Even with, with debate, it's like, oh, this guy will probably be the six, and a lot of Imagine them are very in, getting, in, like, inexperienced. Living at Manly, on the beach every day, Getting your car and driving to Canberra. <laughs> just, just ask Living Albert, like just ask Albert Hopper, why do you how that's grey, going? Where Canberra's is yeah. grey. And, and again, I think... He'd it, probably be their best option from what I've seen out of him. He's got, anyway, he's got the footwork, he's got a decent passing game and he probably would be their best option at six. But you look at it the last three or four years, their best option's been Whiten. And I'm not sure they've got a better option. Even though now Whiten's yeah. gone, they and think, he's going to go play centre like at Ricky, South, But it, it, I'm still not sure yeah. there's I a better ball like playing Ricky option. I feel like Ricky loves so. Seb Chris. Mm. I can see Seb Chris starting at six I, in round one. I can't see his ball playing and handling it. I can understand him I running know. and oh, I would be and palm and all the rest of it. But Ethan, Ethan Strange got to be. I don't Sanders know what he well. offers passing the ball. Ethan Strange probably got to be the guy. Just sign back a bloke. Sign cult hero Blake Austin out of retirement. He's they still might. playing on the entrance, like well. <laughs> literally. Might, but in all honesty, yeah, a bold prediction. Yeah. He plays NRL by the end of yeah, this year for the, for the Raiders. But um, the, the re-signing of Jamal Fogarty too. He's the, the kind of player who fits into sort of a weird category for me because for a lot of players, they're either that really good, rare sort of half, but game controlling halfback, or they're a five eighth. Where with Jamal Fogarty, I think he he's definitely a halfback. He's mm-hmm. a solid halfback, 100%. but you wouldn't put him up with the upper echelon. No. Maybe if he had a solid 5'8 beside him to maybe give him a bit of breathing room, it does sort of improve that. But I think he... he I'll say this is something that's a bit bold, especially with the four-pack camera have. Jamal Fogarty will come close to Canberra's best player next year, I think. Oh, yeah. As long as he stays fit. As long as he stays fit. The games they won last year, he won them half of them. Well, his running game and his kicking game is is right up there. Like, it's in the talk of the top four or five players in in, and around those half positions. His biggest issue is his ball playing. And it was the same with Whiten. And they both had question marks around their ball playing. And that was generally when they got beaten, even if they were dominant in the forwards, it was because they couldn't create enough points. Yeah. And that for more an 18 is point team that either defended 18 yeah. or somehow fluked 28 and held on, or and if they defended 18, even if you look at the 
And going back to the Tigers, the two Tigers games were on the back of Fogarty. And I've Kicking still got question marks and, you know, about their defence on their outside edges. So if they if they're conceding more than twelve to eighteen points a game, they're probably going to lose more than they're going to win. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we get to the Chooks next as my page refreshes, uh, and the the exciting thing. For the Chooks, is that Dom Young got a new car? Who'd have thought? <laughs> a Land Rover. A Land Rover. <laughs> Who'd have imagined? Yeah. Do the you want to know the, the, the crazy thing about that signing? Car. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I know the photo came out of him today in the Roosters gear at yeah, Allianz, so he's obviously signed, but I still I, I haven't seen the Roosters officially announce that they've signed him. Usually the clubs put out a statement. They eventually did with Spencer Lenny. No, it's, I remember. It's, it's, it, it's they did it like last year. Didn't they? Lips, <laughs> and, and I, I back the, the dogs. At, uh, but the, the Roosters website's really good. Yeah, yeah right. It, it's well, because I, I, I mean, they're all similar. They're all just yeah, story, yeah, story, yeah. story, fucking team list. But it's I, something different. Yeah, there. Just, them and Souths were, were, were something different. I, so. I just remember like it got to a point last year, and I think there was even a news article about it. It's like worrying signs over the Roosters not officially announcing Lenny U or Young yet because Penrith and Newcastle both announced that they were leaving and going to yeah. a different well, club. But I don't Lenny's remember already been spent, sent to uh, Vegas, so we know that's yeah, Oh, no, no. Well, I think the, the Roosters ended up announcing that, but I, I saw the photo of Dom Young today. Maybe they just don't give a fuck that much that maybe, they're just well, like, we've what? got maybe, everyone, we're that maybe good, it, fuck it, yous all. Maybe it's the goddamn <laughs> social media era. We're all sitting on Facebook waiting for a team to announce something, and maybe they just don't have to. <laughs> maybe, maybe you tell me, maybe bro. Maybe Dom Young. Mr. 10,000 followers, Maybe Dom Young can show up in Vegas. We're going to put a jersey on this bloke, and he's going to run out. And it's like, oh, he's playing for this team. You know what? I want to see that happen next I want to see that happen for a team next year. Just not don't, announce Just anything. don't announce it at all. The team that he's leaving, don't announce anything. Well, there could be speculation. It's like, will he show today, up, will he not? Penrith put us having saying, yes, he's going. But he there's not a single man. clearly just runs out in the Tigers jersey. You, I had to go look and go, what is happening? Yeah. And it's just, I, yeah. I, yeah, they never I, say, even with Law, yeah. they don't go... It, the, the press release just said, thanks, Jerome, it's great. Yeah. There was never a... He's yeah, because I heard Tigers. a week ago, Ricky said, oh, we spoke to Hoskins, but he's not coming this year. It's all about next year, blah, blah, blah. And then today, Penrith's released yeah. him. And I'm like, okay, I guess he's going to the Raiders. Could you imagine? Imagine? Penrith, like, their, their depths must be so great. Like, great. Yeah. Like, you've got Mav Guy up your sleeve. You've got mm. blokes like that. You've got blokes we've haven't even talked about. Mm. Tyrone, uh, Tyrone May, who didn't play for a year coming mm. back. You've got... They don't give a shit if people go. Yeah, it's still be good next year. Well, the, 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 like, could you imagine? We talk right? about Penrith. Well, I'm sure they'd probably give a shit if Nathan left. But well, yes, like, yes, they would. Uh, my last thing: imagine like the whole Jerome Luai situation, just the speculation for a year, and then in round one, 2025, he just walks out on the field in the Tigers jersey. Yeah, Penrith oh would God. have That's Penrith would have but twenty back rowers <laughs> in the juniors that yeah. could just be plugged into first grade. Absolutely, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. And they've probably got four, five, eights and three hookers and <laughs> and outside backs up the wazoo because one of them's gone to the Dolphins. Um, but to your point, I remember 15 years ago, you'd just turn on round one and NRL on Channel 9 yeah. before social media in it. Yeah. And I was like, why is Mark Carroll playing for Souths? What, is, <laughs> this, what, what just, the hell? It used to, it used to happen. Yeah. And it's like, these days, Bring it you back. can't fucking Bring it back. take a shit without someone telling you. Uh, but anyway, what do we got for the rest of this? They say Dom Young got a Land Rover. Good on he him. He did. And the Fahu Whites is signed to your extension. Um, they've shored Good up signing. the ranks. Tupanua and Nat Butcher, both three-year extensions. Sander Smith, two years. Sia Wong, two years. Billy Smith, and Co- uh, one year. And Connor Watson has signed a tier extension, which for Connor, who only plays about three games every year, it's fantastic. <laughs> and they signed the Wallaby player, Mark Nawakatawazi. 
who's going to torment me for the next three years of this show. Is that for this year or? <laughs> 2025. But they've just shored up their ranks. Interesting. I guess the question would be what happens if Guzzi Crichton, who's still on a big contract, but it's his last year, maybe they'll just cop it. Looks like he's on um, the outer to me. I'll take him. Mm. But who knows, he might go to rugby. Um, yeah, they've shored it all up. We'd have much to say. Sander Smith, I suppose, is going to be a long-term prospect once Kiri goes. And then, we can, so. and then we can get Sandon to Brandon. We can get Sandon to oh, Brandon. Oh, it'd be the other way around, wouldn't it? Brandon, Brandon to Sandon. Sandon. But as usual, you know, Chook's closed ranks, doing a good job. Sign him up. Every single person I just mentioned here is a very good footballer. And um, they're going to be up and punching when the time comes. I think uh, 2022, we all pretty much predicted them to win the Premiership, if not make the top four. Last year, they were one of the favourites in general to make the top four and win the Premiership. I think this is the year where they kind of got to make the top four. I, I think they would be disappointed if they didn't. Decent, and if yeah. they don't, if they run 12th this year... Oh, t- well, 12th, Robbo's gone. I wouldn't say Robbo's gone, but, but I'll tell you what, the mm. fullback might suddenly be... Then the halfback. Under the... Back to his former club. For mine, the big worry is the two that you just mentioned, uh, Kiri and Tedesco. Um, Tedesco's still going to provide more than enough opportunities uh, given the right... Time, uh, time and space, as I like to say, but he was wasn't afforded that a lot last no. year. From he was cornered and cornered and yeah, they they seemed to do enough in the middle of the field, but the there's ball very, for very mine easy, just sorry, went off, sideways. A very very way too easy quickly. barometer when roosters are playing well or they're not. When Tedesco's getting tackled in the corner on tackle three four five, they're not playing well. Mm-hmm. When he's not, they are playing well. That's all we have to look for. And it was really strange the way that they um, they went around with the, the young halfback and had him in and out of the team. And as soon as he came back, they straightened up and they looked like a much better football team. There was more opportunities being created in and around um, in and around the ruck there, off the back of the hooker, and just providing more time for Kiri to be able to get the ball to the outside backs. And I don't know if that's a personal issue between the coach and... Um, and, and the halfback or whether they're going to sit and stick with him this year or... I swear Sam mind Walker... The, the big issue is what they do with their halves going through the season. I, so. I swear he'd only had two or three bad games as well at the start he'd of the season. He'd only had one, and, I'm and, pretty and, sure. And, 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 and they, there was one where he threw a few rainbow balls into touch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was, missed a couple of tackles and then he was shunted from the team for 10 or 12 weeks and that was when they didn't look like the same Roosters team. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he needs to be a dominant... I mean, he's 20, but he mm-hmm. needs to be a dominant player to be the best he can be. But, you know, it's nearly gotten to that point now where he, he's been in the league for three, exactly. four years. Like, As I yeah. say a lot, like he's exposed. Like, the, you know what you get. Yeah. It's Yeah. He um, can get stronger and bigger yeah. and... You know, tackle busting is in his forte, but I think he's still got some growing to do. Brandon absolutely came alive at the back end of the year. Um, He was quite poor at the start of the year, which obviously didn't help the halves either. But, um, yeah, they... If they get the the combinations right in the middle of the field with the the 9-7-6-1, then they'll... They'll be competitive and probably beat the majority of teams. But if you see a lot... If you see a few of those signs that we saw out of them through the middle of last year, they could be at the bottom of the eight or miss it. it the thing is, it was sort of pro- like the whole thing was that Cheese is going to go to Roosters last year and be Mr. 80 Minutes and then it was almost at the back and proven that he has to be the player he was at Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Almost like Bellamy has half a clue. Um, but then they've released Drew Hutchinson who was one of the hookers. They've released Jake Turpin. Mm. Uh, so they're obviously chips in that Sandin's yeah. going to be 
14 for a bit and then either 9 or 7 or however it might work, or 6, um, which is fine. And you, when you've got Joey Martin up your sleeve, if someone gets injured, they can play half and everything else. But, yeah, it seems sort of a declaration that, hey, we're going to play this standard of football. I, th- I think you've got to get back to Cheese plays 55 and then something else happens. you got Radley in the middle and the, the big guys causing some... Some big problems, and the, the likes of Whitley, yeah. White and May yeah. were really getting a roll on at the back end of the year, and that's why they really picked up their game. But for mine, the, the big indicator is going to be Kiri. Yep. In the first six to ten weeks of how the Roosters are going to yeah. go, um, because there's a lot of pressure on him, and for mine, he's gone backwards the last couple of years. Yeah. The couple of games they did win on the back end, he was fantastic. He was really fantastic. No, no. But the he's key got a brilliant was, game of footy. In but him. there's everything. It was almost like when he was a lone soldier. Yeah, when he played his best. Anything else? No. Bronx, grand finalist last year. Uh, I guess the, the biggest news is they released Kurt Capel going the Warriors. Uh, there's not a other, whole bunch of other news out of there. On Herbie. They, and, well, they, that was But that was happening. previous, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But, um, yes, no Capel, no Herbie, no Flegler, uh, who both came out and had a bit of a crack. Not so much a crack, but... Said, Flegler's a big one for mine. But all of a sudden, it's like it's easy to say, oh, they'll be better this year, but I don't think they will. Mm. Um, really looking forward to our long-term chat now. I'm seven beers deep, 27 <laughs> beers deep and uh, looking forward to finishing at 3 a.m. But um, How do you feel about that, Barney? Here we'll be fine. We'll it. We'll soldier through. We've done it for four years now. It's actually the high. It's actually a, a Your good... Your camera's dead. You, you know it's a good <laughs> night. All right, Barney, sorry. We uh, replaced the camera. We're back to shitty definition, but here we are. Back to the old faithful. Yeah, uh, Broncos... Yeah, you were saying you're not, not quite sure whether they're, they're going to be better than what they were last year. Well, well I guess the news out today is that uh, what is happening here? The alarm's going it's off old, again. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bloody. You know any auto electricians or what? It's, <laughs> oh, you saw it out for Connected the wrong wire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's out injured at the moment, though. He can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, living the dream. It's um, <laughs> Cobo's playing centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a suggestion. I guess Palace C has got first crack at back row now. You would assume so. Yeah. Uh, you got Willison there, but Flegler is a massive out. Like what? Um, yeah. What, what does? Well, he was this that glue hold? that kept that that um, forward pack rolling. You know, when when you had Carrigan and Hass both on the bench, he was the one that was taking up the fight in the middle of the field. And yeah, uh, it's going to be. Uh, He's a big, big hole to fill. Um, whether they've, you know, there's a young fella coming through that nobody knows about and might be able to take up that role. But I'm sure there is. There's like not. It. it takes it takes props a fair while in their career to be able to be that, you know, enforcer type that can just take it take it on and get it done. Like that generally doesn't happen until they're 24, 25, 26. Um, so. Unless you paint us, <laughs> you just destroy the competition. Who's his, um, but no, the other fella, uh, Corey Jensen, did a good job for a smaller prop. So. Yes, but um, I'm sure they've got faith. They wouldn't just let Fords go for no reason. I think you'll, I think you will find that there, there might be a, a slight drop off in that um, forward rotation going through the rest of the season. Um, I think Herbie's a big loss as well. Absolutely, um, a lot of pace. You saw what he did last year. He was one of the better centers running around for the majority of the year, which is, um, yeah, another hole that they need to fill. They're going to be competitive. They're probably going to be better than 75% of the teams that are running around in the competition, but uh, I'm not sure that they're the out-and-out second-best team in the in the comp like they were this year. So No. 
Oh, they did re-sign it. Oh, well, the, the rumour is Ezra will re-sign. They're still yet to uh, re-sign. Still which is yet to happen, yeah. which is always until the ink's on the on the contract. Always a little bit nervous, but they, they, they're quite confident. And I think they're also assuming they're going to extend uh, Reese Walsh. I think they are one of two teams who can win the comp. And you wouldn't believe who the other one is. I don't think they've necessarily... Titans? Bulldogs. Okay. I, I don't think they've necessarily gotten better. Some kids? You're right. I just think even with the improvements other teams have made, I still see Penrith and Brisbane as that upper echelon because they've still got the key players. And yeah. I've seen people say... No, well, to agree. I've seen a couple of people say even... They've lost Herbie and Flegler. They'll struggle to make the eight. They've still That's got Reese Walsh, Ezra mm. Mam, Adam Reynolds, Payne Haas, Patrick Carrigan. Mm. Those players alone, you put any form of support there and they, they probably still can make the grand final. It's just, it's going to be... And it wouldn't shock me in 12 months' time we see him go, Sel and Cobo's the best forward in the comp. The best centre in the Yeah, and that's not to say that will happen and has to happen, but I just no. I, I but feel he can go like he's on tra- trajectory. Yeah. And Mariner did a good job filling in when he did have Fantastic games there. Fantastic winner, ready, like it will come straight into the side. To go. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I, I expect Ezra Mam to probably improve on what he what he produced mm. last year, and Reese Walsh. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't improve again on what he was showing. That well, I feel like last they were both so. they're both a year in for that combination. Now they get their game. Mm. Ezra only peaked in the grand final. He'll know he can just cruise off Reynolds or whatever it have to be. And you got Walsh floating around out of the back. Tremendous running game, both those two. Oh, yeah. And points, plenty. Like, it, points are a premium for just about any team. Like, if you can't put on 20, 20 to 30 points, there's a good chance you're going to lose a lot of games, mm-hmm. football. And they don't have a problem putting on 20 to 30 points. You've so. hit the nail head in that. You know Brisbane and you know the good teams. Not always Penrith, but they do. Uh, and this year they still will. They can score 24, 28 points. And then there's eight teams in the comp that can't yep. unless you play badly. Yep. Including, yep. you know, arguably the Storm, including teams like that. So, any else from Brisbane though? Like a, 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 a tremendous discussion that we'll have at 4 a.m., in a couple of weeks. It'd be quite team, interesting um, who takes Capewell's spot. I'm, I'm, I think there might actually be an improvement there because I thought he was, wasn't was at his best last mm. season for them. So, I think even... And I think that's why they're just super happy to just go, you know what, we've got we've got stock. We've got... Jensen didn't play back end. Uh, yeah. Palisade didn't play a lot. Willison didn't play a lot. Uh, Hetherington didn't, you know. They're all sharing spots. Now they're just like, here they are. We trust our boys. I think Walsh... Reynolds and Haas playing to playing as good as they were last year alone probably just about guarantees them top four. Anything above that is just going to push them further. So that's where I sort of see it. Again, overall, I'd say Brisbane's drop-off, I think, has not been as bad as other teams' improvement. I still think Brisbane are probably either equal to or just above pretty much every other team in the comp other than one. The other thing about Capel, if they really need to, they've got the best second rower in the comp in Pat Carrigan. <laughs> so yeah. They really have to. They just put Carrigan to an edge and uh, and work backwards. But uh, the extension of Capel is he's going to the Warriors, mm. who have let Curran go. Uh, they've got Fanul Blake for one more year. They've extended Torhu for two years. What's he now, 34, 35? Mm. 
the tribal chief will still be around bringing me <laughs> unbridled joy for the next two years. And they've extended DWZ Jackson Ford, who was only there on a, on a short-term deal, and absolutely any stripes, and Rocco Berry all extended as well. So, again, they've shored up the ranks. Cool. Roger. And they've got RTS. Yeah. We, know, we know RTS. Yeah. We know Chanel's back. We know the actual analysis of that squad is going to be super interesting when we get to it in a few weeks' time. But in terms of the short-term news, which Tohu is walking around with one lung and half a knee. and <laughs> He's still he's one of the best players in the country. Like still putting plenty out there. Had he not loved yeah. the bloke and they've, they've, they've backed him to be that guy. And they've obviously let Volkman go, but they've got plenty of artillery up their sleeve. Especially with Chanel coming back. That was a big reason, I think, that they did let yeah. Volkman go. Absolutely. Um, and fa- in fairness to both parties as well, though, yeah, because yeah, they've still got absolutely. Metcalf there and Tamari. So a lot going on. Great, good, good-looking squad. If they repeat what they did, mm-hmm. confidence is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I, I can see them putting in a very similar uh, season to last year, and if they can um, get a, a little bit extra out of a, a few of those, um, I think Roger may take him six to eight weeks to get fully back into the groove of things. But that was one of their biggest problems last year was was the attack on the edges in the centres and, and defence there also. And Roger's never been a bad defender and he, he adds a hell of a lot in attack. So I can actually, yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't go uh, even closer than what they did last year. So. I see next, well, next season maybe being the wake-up call year for the Warriors. I'm not saying they missed the eight or anything. I can see them dropping out of the top four just due... I can see a first half of the season sort of complacency maybe even or sort of a, a new expectation. They've got the pressure now to perform. RTS is back. And I, I think throughout the entire year, RTS will be at, at the very least solid. I just think... And we've seen it with teams in the past where... They'll have I cannot possibly imagine one, us sitting here and saying... Well, he's solid for RTS. I said it, but like, you, you know, <laughs> I with, with him coming back, people are sort of yeah, like, what's yeah, he? I think he'll be fine. He will be I, fine. I just yes. think with the, with the Warriors themselves, I think, uh, yeah, after last year, it was the big Cinderella story. They're high on it. I think they might be brought back down to earth. Within, I wouldn't be surprised if within the, the first 10 rounds of the season, they're sitting eighth or ninth, but I feel like they finish in your fifth or sixth position. And I think over the next couple of years, like I'm predicting in 2025, they'll be back in the top four probably. I just think this might be the year where they're sort of brought back down a little bit. They sort of reassess and for the long run it's necessary. I also say that as well because I feel like the Roosters have improved. Melbourne are probably still around the same. You've got your Cronulla or even a team that could jump up a little bit. South Sydney could be back in the fold. I just think... With those variables, I do think the Warriors come back down a little bit because I, I feel like that complacency factor might get them in the first 10 rounds of the season. But I wouldn't be surprised if heading into the finals, they're the hottest team in the comp kind of thing. And I think they will finish probably around your, your fifth, sixth position. Again, nothing trying to drag the Warriors down or anything over the next couple of years. I think they could come close to winning their first premiership. But I feel like this might be the year where they sort of it's that mm. come down at least for the first ten yeah. rounds, and that might affect them at the end of the year and might cost them a top four spot. I think kind of thing. they'll be Johnson, safe in the top eight. If Johnson and Egan hold their form, I think they go very close to being. And if Egan stays the premiership fit, year for them. If, if Egan stays fit, like generally a top a top four hooker, 
top three or four hooker, and he just has he just hasn't had a clear run. I think a lot, yeah, relies on that nine, seven, and one um, chance. If he can produce the same output as last year, and Johnson and Egan, I think they're better than eighty-five percent of the teams running around. So. Dolphins are next on my list. Uh, the only news I've really got is that Junior Tupo has agreed to 2025 to go up there and be another outside back. Um, good signing. Work in progress, but a very, very talented outside back. Uh, and obviously the news has come out that Flegler's ready and ripping to go and Herbie's up there and mm-hmm. Avrilo's up there. and Cool. They've got pace now, but do we, need, do we really need to spend a lot of time on them? Got some more pace. Uh, just for mine, I think the next 12 to 18 months, they just really need to focus on replenishing the the forward stocks that obviously are going to be on their way out in the next in the next 12 months. So um, bare bones of a very good athletic squad that could push a lot of teams, and I'd be surprised if they're not around the eight. Para again, not a lot of news. They've shot up their ranks. They're just business usual. Para Steve Georgialis has been named as the NRLW coach for him. So, very good signing. Very, good. very astute coach. Former Penrith coach, I guess. Former Dogs. Coach. He was uh, very, very in, interim coach there for a little bit, wasn't he? When one mm. of them got sacked, and I think he did a good job. Back in the not glory days of Penrith, he came in <laughs> when uh, one of them got sacked and won what, four or five straight. Hawk got sacked. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was either Hawk or one of them. But yeah, um, not much going on. Para there. Business as usual. Titans. They uh, honestly did not to be the pessimist that I am. A little. <laughs> We're while. not even going to mention my, my, the Parramatta at my all. There's not much to talk about. Like uh, we, yeah. we, we've got a pre, we've got a full season uh, preview coming yeah. up. We, we, this is supposed to be yeah. a new show. My, my bold prediction for the Titans was top eight, but my genuine, they're probably going to be in that irrelevant zone. They they could finish bottom four. I'm not tipping them to, but I, I think they're just going to be milling around in that sort of middle zone where they'll win mm. eight games and lose the rest of them. And probably so is there any recent signings? That for Titans? Yeah. Harley Smith-Shields. Uh, Harley Smith-Shields is the only off-season signing. And okay. Bo Fumor has been cleared to have a full pre-season. So Bo's back, which well, is if, if he's back, forgotten name, and that's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's really good. Really if yeah. he is mm. back to as good as he was when he got injured, fantastic. then that's a huge like, in. That's nearly a new that's, signing. That's a new sign, absolutely. And that's why I mentioned mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but again... And Desi's up there, but there's not a lot of news out. The whole idea of this show, <laughs> an hour and a half in, is to touch on news because Desi's going to be interesting. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, that's going to become be some a good press conference. They're going to become a, well, they become a grinding team, and they've got a very good grinding forward pack. Oh, don't they? I don't think it necessarily needs to be a grinding forward pack, but that's what Desi's going to make it. Uh, and I really like. Don't be wrong, power. I really am excited to talk about Dolphins power, and for fans, yeah, we're not just brushing him. Um, I'm really excited to talk about Dolphins, Para, Titans in our preview, but there's no real need to try and crap on about shit that doesn't matter just yet because we're going to talk about it again in two weeks' time. Titans at their best have one of the best forward packs going around and just whether what they can put in behind those guys when they start breaking open the middle of the field. Um, we saw last year that there were some issues in and around um, the ball playing and especially their kicking game. I thought their kicking game was pretty woeful at times last year for the Titans. Um, and we all know how they've got the problems in the outside defence ranks as well, which will continue. But um, And there's been no mail yet about, you know, Campbell versus AJ or any of that stuff. And yeah, and Harley Shields hasn't sort of let set the world on fire anywhere at the no. moment. Uh, he may be a brilliant player and fit in real well at the Titans, but... Just the way they finished last year, I'd be very surprised if they go backwards. I, I just when B 
Ben Hunt and Blake Laurie join in round 10, top eight. So Brilliant. Yeah. Done. Lovely. Sorted. Yeah. Uh, the Storm. Again, not a lot to talk about. It's all systems go. Storm, they're going to pick up Sean Bloor, it looks like. So Olam's going okay. north. Uh, it has been confirmed and may not happen, but the understanding is that Sean Bloor will join them a year earlier and he will be fantastic under, if he stays fit, of course, which is always an if, under Craig Bellamy. He will um, do a good job, but again... Short of doing a full season preview and debating about Fayalongo versus Papenhausen, which we'll do in two weeks anyway, what have we got to say here? Well, been massive reps on Bloor forever. Um, yes. And for mine, he looks like a natural ball player as a back rower. So if they can get him up and get him going, get him fit, um, I think that adds a lot to an edge, whatever edge they do decide to play him on. Uh, obviously, the consistency has always been his biggest problem. But um, I think if they can get him right in that system, then, yeah, he could... He could finally show some of these, um, you know, uh, some of the talk that's been going around for years about him. So I'd, I'd, I think it's a very good move for Bloor if he does end up there. So. Around this time last year, you guys roasted me for it, but I'm going to go for it. I, I think Melbourne finished fourth. I just think, again, that spine, it, it's going to get them home in the end. I, I feel It's one of the best, if not the best, on their day spines in the comp. Even... Again, the weakest link in that spine, Nick Meany, who might not even be playing full. I, I think by 2025, well, there, I think there will be a few clubs. No, I think they're happy to in. let Olam go because Meany's going to up in the centres. Probably. And, and yeah. he'd, he'd be a great centre as well. I, I think yeah, he still start, he's still starting. Or even as a wing. Still starting. You push, you push um, coats in. Yeah. Coats in. I think or the big boy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. what about um, Jack Howarth, who they've got on 500k who's, for yeah, the next exactly. 10 years? Like, who hasn't played he, a game. He's a centre. They have to like, get Fayalongo in the yeah. 17. Plus, it's like... Fayalongo has to get in. I, yes, I yeah, would yeah. say Meany starts the year at fullback. It just, it, it's more when. Good teams don't let players go for no reason. Yeah. And Mel- Melbourne uh, would be perfectly happy to let Olam go. Same as Panna for... Uh, they've let a lot of players go, but have they missed a beat yet? I this s- is a year maybe, but we'll I, see. I, I'm I sure in, think- a year's, in a year's time we'll be there raving about May and Tungo in the centres and we'll be like, oh, well. It, yeah. I, I think as well part, part of it for me is the teams around them as well. I still think Melbourne can finish a fourth. If not, it'll be the yes. Warriors well, I think, and they'll I think be when fifth. we get to our season preview, but the contenders will be everyone's dropping a peg. To be honest, I guess what I can sum up with Melbourne is they're about where they were this time last year, and that'll probably mean finishing fourth. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. yeah. I think they got a little bit lucky last year. There was a few games where they were dominated in the middle of the field, and they yeah. got away with wins that they probably shouldn't have. Whether that continues, I'm not 100 percent sure, but we'll see what plays out. I guess. Manly, yeah. Since we last spoke, have re-signed uh, Olakawatu on a six-year extension, so he's got another eight years at Manly. Uh, so, because the spectre of uh, Scott Fulton and the Tigers <laughs> loomed over him at the time. Lockie Croker signed a two-year extension. Cool. And Corey Waddell has gone there. So, And obviously they've got the um, imports of uh, Brendan Wakem's gone there on a training tile. Uh, well, he's cool. signed for Blacktown, hasn't he? Yeah, feeder. Yeah. Ola Kawatu was their best forward last year um, by a fair way. Jakey did his job every week, but as an X-Factor player, Olakawatu was their best forward, and it's a fantastic signing going forward. Their biggest issue is keeping Tommy on the field. If he plays 15 to 20 games, they probably end up in the top six. If he doesn't, then they probably end up where they ended up again this year. Is he going to be fit to start next just, season? Yes. Yes, yeah? apparently. Okay. 
I don't how think long he's a that full, is for. I he can't know. play fullback but anymore. I'm saying that. No, I call him. But he doesn't have the same impact if he doesn't. I, I know, I but know. like I he, he's going to get injured in I two weeks. If he does. <laughs> like, I, my bold prediction for Manly for this year is that he gets named to start at four in one of those games, and they name um, not Kea Weeks, the other... Ruben Garrick's a perfectly fine fullback, no, no, I think. the other Lightning player. Oh, not Jason Saab. Um, no, the winger. Not Weeks. Um, I'll just tell you now. Yeah, oh, it's cool, a, no, Cooler's cooler. the centre. Yeah, cooler? No, cooler. Yeah. Cooler's the cooler. Yeah. one, and, and, and that's how extended. Anyway, it's a bold prediction, but uh, again, not a Probably lot of keeps him on the field a little bit more. Um, their biggest issue was a lot of the same as a lot of teams last year. They, their middles is not just nowhere near as strong as it needs to be. Um, whether they have players that stand up and are better than what they were last year is a, a big question to ask. But I can see them, you know, being like a 50-50 team. When yeah. their forwards are good, they'll be a decent team. Uh, throw Tommy in, he can win games off his own back. But, um, yeah, their forwards are going to be very dependent on how they go this year. South. Uh, no news. No news. No news is good news. It's all just business as usual. There was an injury scare for Jack Whiten prior to Christmas, but it, he should be fine for round one. Okay. Uh, they are who they are. Like, what, what again, what do we have to say about South? So they're a closed shop, which the tidy clubs are. Anything about South you want to talk about? Despite last year, I think they should make the eight this year. I think so. I think I think they need a forward, but that's we'll say. They should. Preview. Yeah, Cook, Cook's a, a big, big one for mine. Uh, he's got a lot to do with them getting through that middle of the field, as you mentioned. Um, they've got more than enough stock there to run in the top four, uh, top six, but it, it comes back to yeah. I think a lot of last year was a lot of off-field bullshit and stuff that was going on in the background so that comes down to the coaching staff and uh, the way that the club's structured and to be able to put you know put, put a hat on top of it and keep it under wraps but finally the Knights they've signed Tom Jenkins from Penrith on a two year deal Penrith? yeah he was Tom Jenkins Penrith. he was the yeah. winger no, no, I'm just saying, have we spoken about Penrith? Yeah, right? there was nothing yeah. to talk about. Uh, they'll, they'll, about. they'll win the comp again. Like they More than likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's like we're saving all that sort of banter for later. Yep. That's a uh, sign from Penrith. Um, cool. He'll replace Dom Young, I guess, if not, if there's anyone else up their sleeve, which I can't think of. Unless it's a Shabasaki or a your man, <laughs> you Mapalapi. You he doesn't get a start in Mapalangi. front of Jenkins. Yeah. Mapalangi, maybe, but I think he's more of a centre than a winger. So. They re signed Jacob Saifidi for till 2027, so he's staying. Uh, and Kyle Pierce Paul, who's got massive wraps. Mm, he does. Uh, he's going for toe surgery. So okay. They're confident <laughs> right. he'll be back early season, but. What's he got? Trench foot. Uh, something like that, yeah, mm. literally something like that. He, he caused it. He, he caused it for a, yeah. Yeah. He could, for a year. He struggled with it. So they said, go get sorted out. And But in terms of a Sioux coach play, apparently he's mm. very, very good. But yes. that's something else. Um, again, business issue at night. Uh, another team very interesting to talk about when we get to a proper preview. In mm-hmm. terms of news, not a lot. No, they're going to be relying on blokes like uh, Jaden Braley, who, again, didn't play... Fuck all footy last year, and um, whether they can keep him on the field. And Daniel Saifidi really needs to lift his game, considering where he was the year before. But um, they've got Ponga there, who's another one like um, like Tom Tom Trebojevic that can win games off his own bat. Uh, can set up plenty of points, and they didn't seem to struggle too often to be able to put twenty points on. So that 
says to me that they're, they're more than likely Absolutely. able to, you know, probably put away half the competition just on the amount of points that they can put out. Potsy has messaged in and emailed in and asked which uh, – where are we here? Coach. Yeah. Who is the most – who is the coach under the most pressure performer and who will be first sacked this year? It's actually interesting year because – I can almost see a year where yeah. I don't think anyone gets sacked. That's yeah. That was pretty much where I went to when I saw that comment earlier. I'd be. I think the the coach under the most pressure is Ricky Stewart. Yeah, and yeah. for mine, and he's, he's almost bullet he's always he's been Rick, pretty much yeah. protected for a long time. He probably should have been under pressure a couple of years ago, but. Um, for mine, if they start really poorly and they're down in the bottom four come halfway through the season, there has to be questions asked. I don't care how much protection you've got yeah. running for you. Well, his best mate's um, driving limos now, so... The only other real one that I could probably see, maybe... I know Gus Gould says that, you know, he's got the full backing of me and blah, 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 but oh. how many blokes has he punted in his career when if he's been bull- around? If, if the Bulldogs are dead last <laughs> and have won one game in the first ten, 10 rounds, rounds yeah. yeah, I'd... Like, Seraldo and Ricky Stewart for mine are the two most under pressure coaches yeah. and it's yeah, it's gonna be that first ten to twelve weeks where they're gonna have to yeah. be winning more than thirty percent of their games, otherwise there's gonna be some big questions. All on right. Us. Bold prediction if that happens, then the Bulldogs will sign Peter Wallace for their head coach next year because it seems to be the Bulldogs sign whoever the assistant coach at Penrith is at the man. time. <laughs> I don't know if he's a voice coach now, underage. Uh, well, he, he he's, he's been the, one of the coaches for ages, and they all seem to... There's a lot of coaches Bulldogs. now. Like, seriously, it should be the Dragons coach, but he's now just been parachuted well, into that position, uh, so well, he's, you can't... You know, uh, a first-year coach, he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's not going to get the boot. That's right. Benji, Benji's, Richo, Richo's yeah. not getting rid of Benji. No, he's not. Not for at Flanagan's least 12 not, months. They know yeah. what they, he would have come in and said, I'm, I'm signing for three years, and you could have three years. I... Uh, Titan Desi's bullet, Desi's now bulletproof. Um, Seabold's had a decent enough year. I reckon if it goes to shit, he might be up. There's the that's another one. Yeah, bit. yeah, a little but bit. But I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking through. If, if the and, and this is a big if, but if the Cowboys were running close to dead last, then I think Todd Payton had been a bit of trouble. If if it absolutely capitulates, but that's I more at end of the season. Of, that's more of we'll part ways at the end of the which to be honest with Ricky Stewart, that's probably what will happen with Canberra. The They'll only part two ways coaches at the end of I could year. see getting sacked would be Ricky Stewart or Cameron Serraldo. Or if someone like say the Sharks come out and lose ten out of their first twelve games, there there'd have to be questions asked of why the hell that happened, but I can't see it happening. But, yeah, the Ricky Stewart and Serraldo for mine would be the two. If there's anyone obvious I'm thinking of. No, I, I think O'Brien's got built up his credit bank now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Demetrio. Maybe. If, if, Demetrio, again, they if, would have to be, as I said, like the Sharks. They'd have to lose 10 out of their first it, 12 or 13 games. If you see... Like, if you would... B.A.? Yes. Again, so yeah. I would say I think actually, I'm going to say to your question. Yeah. I would say Brad Arthur and Andrew Dimitro. If either of them are running last, who's Andrew Dimitro? South coach. Jason Dimitro. Oh, damn, who's Andrew Dimitro? <laughs> Singer or something? Isn't he? No one that I know. Uh, you know, he was the. Uh, uh, no, uh, there is a like AFL. Andrew. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> JD. I reckon they're the two. I reckon the bottom four or bottom five. Six, seven, are all bulletproof. Bunnies or eels will be the first to sack their coach this year if 
one gets sacked. Well, Arnie, Bennett might step down and let old mate take no, over. That's already oh, the plan. The only other thing the only other two would be Bennett or Bellamy. By choice. But they wouldn't get sacked. That's a fuck it. But honestly, I think Todd Payton, Brad Arthur, and Jason Demetrio all in the same boat where they're probably fine. But if their teams absolutely capitulate, it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, Lachlan Ellis will be looking for a job and uh, Dimitri will be going with yeah, him. I think the biggest bloke under threat Arthur. is Stuart. Yes. Yeah, easily. But he's yeah. just so fucking bulletproof. His <laughs> uh, mate's driving limos now. It's all good. That is our look through <laughs> all of um, of the team news. It's managed to take us an hour and 45 minutes in very quickly. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to hopefully be keen to do a Sunday Arvo show this week and I'll hit up Dana and GC. Supercoach, yeah. And do a super coach speculation show. Top. Start doing some looking. Right after, you're, uh, you've got the gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the record, Nico is the most expensive player. 970. Nathan Cleary, Ponga, Drinkwater. Tommy Turbo still 835. Uh, Fafida, Walsh, Gutherson, Johnson and Tino are the top 10 most expensive. Uh, a couple of, you know, just thinking very, very quickly at some plays that might come up that we hadn't have thought of before I've done any research, which I haven't. <laughs> um, Flegler at Dolphins might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hosking now he's gone to Raiders is super interesting for me. And um, Herbie at Dolphins could be interesting. I think Flegler might even help um, the lock there at the Dolphins. Uh, or didn't play. Uh, tough fella. Can't his name. Ray Stone. Ray Stone. Was, was that him? Well, he was injured for half the year, so I can't cut a lot to him. I'd have to look into it. Yeah, I'm free up someone in the middle there for the Dolphins. Um, I'm thinking of someone. Anyway, Nicarima, you got Nicarima floating no, around. No, you got Marshall forward. King floating around. Anyway, well, so mm. possibly this Sunday, which will be up Monday, Tuesday, uh, if GT and Dana, Dana are available. interested, we might do a Supercoach show. I know you don't give a fuck, so don't feel guilty not asking. Uh, and oh no, I'll be there. Oh well, good. Well, I mean, you can be a producer, Ollie, yeah. for the day. Yeah. And uh, anything else before we wrap up, boys? Uh, Evan Parsons, if you're still watching, <laughs> I want you to reply to your previous comment with the word onomatopoeia. Right, okay. Is that a auto feel? What? I couldn't hear you. Anyway, we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've successfully knocked off an hour and 45 minutes in our first time back. Uh, so fun fact else? I've learnt over the, over the Christmas period. Oh, yes, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So 95% of... Every hand you've ever shook or will ever shake in your life has had someone else's penis in it. Hey. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. (laughs) I'm left-handed for the record. Uh, Let's finish on that note, eh? Sure.